get your CCNA right now. You have eight months. I don't care what you're working on, CCNA routing, switching, collaboration, wireless, security, whatever it is, get it right now. You have eight months until February 23rd. But why should you do this? There's a new CCNA coming out. Should you wait for it? Uh, does it even make sense? We'll talk about that in this video. Guys, welcome back to Network Chuck. In this video, we're talking about the CCNA. We're gonna dive deep, answer questions, have interviews, oh, so much stuff. And thank you to Boson Software for sponsoring this video. This is, by the way, perfect timing, but Boson's offering a 25% off summer sale right now. So if you're looking to get that CCNA or CCMP before the apocalypse, February 2020, now's the time to pick up some training, some lab software, some practice exams. So summer 19 is the code, check the link below. Now this video is a short but long video. <laughs> what I mean is that in the first five to 10 minutes, I'm gonna give you everything you need to know. Really quick, really succinct, I'll try. And then at the end, I'll have a bunch of interviews, kind of from the horse's mouth information from, with uh, Yusuf, the head of certifications, Anna, the manager of the CCNA certification. So it's, it's gonna be good. But first, let's give you what you need to know. I posted on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, all these places and said, hey, do you still have questions about the CCNA? And I got a bunch, and I'm gonna try and answer all of them right now. But first, why should you get your CCNA right now? What's the rush? Why do this? Well, first of all, there's a huge payoff. I mean, huge. In fact, the people from Cisco, the manager of the CCNA certification program said, Those that have their certification, whether it's the CCNA or CCMP on February 24th, are actually the, the winners in a lot of this. The people who get their certs now are the real winners when this new cert revises. And we'll get into that, but first, I'm challenging you. If you're working on any CCNA track, from routing, switching, to security, wireless, collaboration, anything, get it now. I'm challenging you now, get it before February 23rd, 2020. We should have a hashtag. What should the hashtag be? Ha Let me know what the hashtag should be below. The one with the most likes, I'll start using that and we'll all post and encourage each other. And before I go into the why you should do this, let's jump into the how you do this. What training material do you need to get your CCNA within eight months? Because you absolutely can. It's totally possible. If you're starting from zero, you can get your CCNA and whatever track you want in eight months. Totally doable. It's not gonna be easy. If it were easy, it wouldn't be worth doing but you can totally do it, don't worry. You absolutely need three things to get an IT certification, four if you can spare the money. First, you need a good book. Second, good video training. Third, a good lab. And fourth, if you can spare it, you need to buy some good practice exams. I will give you right now my recommendations, and I won't be a deep dive into all the resources for CCNA, but I'll give you what I think will help you get that CCNA within eight months. For video training, CBT Nuggets, $59 a month, amazing training. You might also want to add a little more training on that with the video training. Uh, David Bombel has a great Udemy course. He really, really goes deep, deep, deep into this, the topics. And it's usually around just $10 on Udemy. Just that's it. You pay 10 bucks and it's yours. For a book, you can't go wrong with Wendell Odom's OCG, the, the official certification guide, and uh, also Todd Lamley. And by the way, Wendell Odom is producing the new CCNA book. But yeah, for books, the OCG or Todd Lamley, both great. For a lab, I have to tell you, Bozen Netsem is the best lab out there for CCNA, CCMP. It's amazing. I use them for my CCMP troubleshoot. 
was amazing. So that is the best one. So check out the link below. I've, I've got links for all of these guys below, so check them out. Bose and NetSim is by far the best. An alternative would be getting David Bomble's Packet Tracer Labs course off of Udemy, also usually around $10. And uh, you download the Packet Tracer program. It's free. It's awesome. For practice exam, I'm going to go back to Bose on ExamSim. They have an XZIM uh, product, I think is what it's called. And uh, basically, it's almost like you're taking a test at Cisco. The same look and feel. The questions are difficult. They're really going to make you ready for the exam. And also Alpha Prep. Alpha Prep produces amazing practice exams as well. Again, all of those links below. Those tools will help you get your CCNA in eight months. I know you can do this. You can. And you've got a whole community to help you. If you have questions, ask us. I'm here. Everyone else is here. Go join my CCNA routing and switching study group. We got about 15,000 people in there who are ready to help you out. So go join that group and let's do this, guys. You can do this. But why do this? Let's get to that. Well, let's talk about the migration. Let's say you have your CCNA routing and switching and your name is Matt. And then comes February 2020. What does Matt receive? What does Matt have? If you have your current CCNA on February 24th, you will get the new CCNA. And your current CCNA and this new CCNA will be valid the life of your certification. So those CCNAs are valid for three years. Well, first of all, Matt still has his CCNA routing and switching certification. He's gonna have that until it expires. So if you get your CCNA routing and switching, let's say November of 2019, you're gonna have that for three years. You'll have CCNA routing and switching until November of 2022, right? After that, it will go into a retired state, but for three years, Boy, you still have that. Matt will also receive the new CCNA. So let me slide that over here. Boom. So Matt still has his routing and switching CCNA. He receives the new CCNA. Both are valid until they expire from the day he took that routing and switching. So if you took the routing and switching November 2019, both the old CCNA and the new CCNA are valid until November 2022. Now what Matt also receives is this new thing called a training badge. I'm not really sure how to draw badges, but I'm just going to draw it like this for whatever specialty he's in. So he took the CCNA routing and switching. When that converts, he still has this. He gets the new CCNA, but he also receives a routing and switching badge, a training badge showing people like a LinkedIn. You put a little acclaim LinkedIn little badge saying that, hey, I have studied routing and switching, so I do know stuff at that level. So if you get your CCNA right now, before February 23rd, 2020, you basically get three things. If you were to wait, well, you only have the one CCNA, the new one. Let's look at another example. People have asked, well, what about security, collaboration, wireless? Let's look at one more. This time, John. Hey, John. John, you're, you have your CCNA security, or you're planning on getting your CCNA security. Then Certpocalypse hits. It's February 2020. What does John have? John still has his CCNA security. Valid from the date he uh, got it, right? So three more years. If you got it, like November or something. John also receives the new CCNA certification. Awesome. And then John also gets one of these little training badges for security. <laughs> they get worse every time. So again, whatever track you go down, you still have that certification you earned. You can still put that in your resume. You still have the acclaim badge you can put on LinkedIn. You'll receive the new CCNA certification and you get a training badge showing that you actually know a little bit about security after that CCNA security expires. Many of you also might have the routing and switching certification as well as any other specialty. Well, same kind of deal. You'll, you'll still have your routing and switching certification. You'll still have your security. You'll, you'll get the new CCNA, and then you'll get the, you know, the other training badge for routing and switching. 
This goes for all tracks, even the ones that are dying, I believe. So like CyberOps um, design, you'll still receive a training badge showing that you actually have that knowledge because you went through that course or study material and you get certified. Now here's what I don't want to happen, and this is for you, Bernard. Let's say Bernard has his ICND1 locked down. CSENT, he has a CSENT certification, right? Certpocalypse hits February 2020. What happens to Bernard? If he doesn't get anything else, he just has a CSENT. That's what happens. Bernard has basically nothing. I don't know for sure. They might give you a little training badge for CSENT. I don't know. Those are questions I haven't had to answer yet. All I know is that you do not want to just have your CSENT when that new cert hits. You don't want that to happen. This is my message to you. If you have your CSENT, finish your CCNA before February 2020. Oh my goodness, please do it. Now, I'll be the first to admit, the training badge thing is kind of weird. And it might be confusing because we, we have the training badge which you get from the CCNA level. But it's not the same as what you might get at the CCMP level with the concentration. So at the CCMP level, if you don't already know, you take the core exam and whatever CCMP track you're going down, and then you pick a concentration or a specialization. And with those two combined, you're CCMP certified. Now, those concentrations are at a higher level. They're different than the training badges you will receive with your CCNA security or routing and switching. The training badges don't reflect taking an exam. They reflect a training class. Now here is why that's important, and it's kind of weird. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but here's what it is. The reason we have the training badges is because they want to recognize your efforts into moving up to CCMP. So for example, if you are just starting out in your Cisco certification career and you get that new CCNA when it revs and then you set your sights on, hey, I want to be I want to be CCMP security. That's what I want to do. There is going to be a significant knowledge gap between that CCNA and jumping into CCMP security. Before, before the change, you could go CCNA routing switching, then you could go CCNA security get that gap knowledge and move on to CCMP security. Like it's assumed that you that CCNA security would give you everything you need to know to start out with CCMP security. We don't have that that in between anymore. It's not there. And that's where training badges come in. So to bridge that gap between just CCNA and trying to get to CCMP security, you might want to take training classes from a Cisco and that's how you earn these badges. And I think they have like a 100, 200, 300, 400 level badge. And when you take these classes and they told me they're rigorous classes so like when you go through it you'll be kind of tested throughout the class you'll have exercises and you'll score well and you'll have to complete the class and when you do you'll receive a badge and you can put that badge on your LinkedIn kind of like the same thing you do with your certifications now it won't be as high a level as a certification but they do show your employers potential employers that you have taken that class and you've gained that knowledge now I can see a lot of people not being able to afford those Cisco classes, the official Cisco classes that give you the training badges. I've never taken a Cisco class, so I don't think I'll ever do that. You'll, you're going to have to find a way to supplement that study. You have to find Cisco documents. You're, they may have books to help you bridge that gap. That's the other benefit of maybe still going down that CCNA security path because you'll be able to have that bridge knowledge to jump into CCMP security when it does rev. Now the training badges are again are very different from the specialist certifications you'll receive when you go at the CCMP level. So if you take any one of the CCMP concentration exams, when you pass that exam, you receive a specialist certification. You get you're certified. Training badge completely different, lower level, but it helps you bridge that gap. How do you feel about that? It's kind of weird, right? I'm not sure if I like that. But I get it. Now another reason I want to implore you to continue down the path of getting your CCNA security, wireless collaboration, all those things because 
Guess what, guys? When the new certs are revved February 2020, it's true, Cisco will not let you test on any of those old certifications, right? You can't do that anymore. But guess what? HR, human resources, all these people looking for skilled individuals such as yourselves, they're still going to be looking for people with CCNA security. They're not going to suddenly change all their, their search algorithms and, and everything. They're still going to value that. When you have CCNA security on your resume, it still holds value, even with the new cert changes. I mean, this is still new and fresh stuff. I imagine the industry is going to be a little bit behind. They're, they're going to be catching up to Cisco's new way of doing things. Yes, the industry will catch up. Will it be the next year? Maybe. Two years? Maybe. I don't know. But I know that having the CCNA security wireless collaboration on your resume right now is going to be good for you. Do it. Now let's talk about what's actually on this new CCNA exam. Now that all the other tracks are gone, collaboration, wireless, security, cyber ops, data center, everything's gone except for this one CCNA. What's on that exam? Well, first let me address some fears. I know a lot of you might be in like a college course or a high school course where you're, you're going through the year and at the end of the year, you'll take your CCNA exam. So like right now, uh, coming up in the fall, you may be studying the current CCNA curriculum, but then it revs and it's going to be different. So what, what is the match? How does the new CCNA compare to the old CCNA routing and switching and even the other tracks? Is it all in one? Has it kind of become a lesser exam? Maybe is it more like the CSENT? Is it kind of a, has it kind of cheapened itself? To answer this, I want to jump into the exam topics real quick. Now, first of all, what's the overlap? If you're studying for the current CCNA routing switching, how prepared will you be for the new CCNA? What I've heard is that it's anywhere between 60 and 70% overlap. So that's really great news, actually, because if you're studying for your CCNA right now, most of the topics you'll be ready for on that new CCNA. But what's different? Let's check it out. So looking at the exam topics in the first domain, Network Fundamentals, we can see that pretty much everything is the same except when we get down to the last uh, four points, 10 through 13. They're now wanting us to know more about other operating systems, Mac OS, Linux, Windows, and how to look at the IP configurations on those machines. Great skill to have. You're going to need that wherever you go. I love that change. Then they take some from the CCNA wireless track, which is kind of kind of cool, right? So we have describe wireless principles. That's crazy. And then we have virtualization. You have to know about virtualization, which is key nowadays. So that's some new stuff there. Looking at the network access domain, we got more wireless. So pretty much everything up until 6 is all the same. Actually, I'm sorry, six is new. Uh, compare wireless architectures and AP modes. And then pretty much everything uh, seven through nine is all wireless specific. So you can see they're kind of absorbing the CCNA wireless topics into this exam. Now they're not giving you every wireless topic from the CCNA wireless exam, but they're giving you enough to make you ready to be that entry level, associate level engineer at any company. This is what they think a CCNA certified person should know at any level at any company. Looking at the IP connectivity domain, you know, not much has changed. Um, I will say that they're focusing in on OSPF version 2, which means that they're only going to focus on IPv4. And multi-area OSPF is not going to be part of the CCNA. That's been bumped up to the uh, CCMP level. Now, I can't say for sure, but it certainly looks like OSPF is the only thing we're going to see. We're not going to see EIGRP, RIP, BGP. I could be wrong, but it specifically calls out OSPF. So. That would lead you to believe you're not going to see those things until you get to the MP level. The IP services domain, I think, is a pretty solid domain. Um, nothing too crazy on there that you wouldn't expect to see on a CCNA type level exam. So I think it's pretty standard. Now, the security fundamentals domain, this is a pretty big change to the CCNA. They're taking a lot of these security concepts from the CCNA security and putting it into the new CCNA. I mean, pretty much every topic on this list is 
new and I think essential. So Cisco's message to us and from the industry is that, hey, a CCNA person needs to know a lot about security, a lot about wireless, and that's why they pulled a lot of that information from the other tracks and stuffed that into the CCNA. That's kind of how you can view it now. And now for the biggest change to the CCNA, automation and programmability. This is going to be 20% of this exam. Let's take a look at it. Now, some of you might be worried that, oh my gosh, do I have to know programming to take this exam? Like, is that what's required now? No. You don't really need to know any programming. You don't, need, you don't have to become a Python expert to take this exam. Now, should you start learning Python? Yeah, you should. But is it required for the CCNA? No. You're more understanding the concepts of network programmability, automation, what goes into that. But what I find interesting is that they're introducing some of the, the DNA topics, their DNA center. So someone asked me about that. So yeah, that you're gonna have to learn about DNA center. Um, you're gonna have to learn about REST-based APIs and how to use all that stuff. You're gonna have to know how to read and interpret JSON encoded data. You're probably gonna have a, a question on the exam. What do you get from this, right? And you'll need to know some Puppet, Chef, and Ansible. Network management with those tools. This is a huge, huge jump into the programmability space. And the fact that they're putting this on the CCNA, the first level exam, is a pretty big change for us. I've been talking about it for a while. Network programmability, programming, is gonna make is, is gonna be a huge part of what we do and who we are. And now the certifications reflect that. So I did receive a question, will there be Python on the exam? No, I don't believe there will be. Um, I've talked with a lot of people, they all said no. Will, will there be Python on the MP level exams and the IE level exams? Yes, uh, Python is their language of choice, and if you do any of the automation-specific concentrations or the IE exam, you will be required to know some Python. Not that you're going to be a Python developer developing applications, it's more of a scripting, coding aspect of it, how to call things using APIs. Now, what about that DevNet certification? That, that's, that's a new thing in case you haven't heard about it. Um, they have a CCNA-equivalent DevNet certification now called the DevNet Associate. question I have from uh, YouTube is that, is this for network engineers? And the answer is no. See, when I first heard about it, I got excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, so cool. We can finally get certified uh, with our network programmability skills at a deeper level. No, it's not, it's not the case. This certification is very much for programmers, for software developers to certify their networking knowledge and how they work with um, Cisco's APIs and programmability architectures. That's what it's for. So it's kind of like this, and this is how they explain it to me. The CCNA, the one for us, for network engineers, is 80% networking and then 20% programmability, automation. Whereas the DevNet Associate is 80% programmability automation and then 20% networking. It's basically like a bridge, right? Like if you've ever worked in IT or any uh, IT department with uh, other programmers and such, the problem is that they don't always understand how the network works. So this is kind of the bridge. We're understanding more of software, they're understanding more of networking, and we can work better together and pretty soon we'll just be all the same people. That's the idea, I think. That's the big design, the big plan, is that we all become some sort of hybrid weirdo network developers. That's the big plan. So the question I asked and, and what I wanted to know, and I got the answer, was basically, okay, fine, I got my CCNA. If I want to become more of an automation boss, if I want to dive deeper and deeper into programmability, what do I do? And the answer is this, do not go for the DevNet Associate yet. You might down the road, but not yet. What you might want to do is jump to the CCMP track, and each track, whether it be security, collaboration, enterprise, is going to have a specific automation concentration where you'll dive deeper into the uh, concepts of pro programmability for that particular track. So that's what I would do if you want to dive deeper into programmability is go for that 
concentration. Now, the beauty of this is, and I, I think I may have mentioned this, but I may have forgotten because we've been saying so many things, is that you don't have to get any kind of prerequisite for any CCMP stuff. I mean, come February 24th, when they come out with the new certifications, if you want to jump up and take any CCMP level certification or concentration, you can. You don't need CCNA. You don't need anything. You just go. You just do it. No prereqs. So if you feel you already have that knowledge, or if you just want to jump specifically to one thing, you can. And that is that is a win. That's a cool thing they've done. Another question I received about cloud computing, they said, well, if the CCNA cloud is dead, which I called it, um, what do we do now? What do we do for cloud technologies? I say go for cloud-specific certs from those vendors. Um, shameless plug, I just released my AZ900, the entry-level Azure certification course on CBT Nuggets. You can check that out at the link below. And I'm currently in the process of creating, and there's already some stuff out there for the AZ103, the Azure Associate Exam, which is so fun. So that's what I would recommend for cloud technologies is go to those vendors and get those cloud certifications. Cisco, they have a different focus, right? Now, I'm realizing now that this video will probably be super long, but there's so much stuff to talk about with the CCNA. It's a big, big, huge change. And if you've stuck with me this long, thank you. You're awesome. And um, I do have a couple more questions I want to answer. First was about um, the NetACAD curriculum. Um, is that going to be updated? Uh, the answer was yes. Um, and talking with some Cisco people, it's going to be updated very soon at, at pretty much the same pace as like, all the other resources are going to be released. I think they already talked about when the books are going to be released. So Wendell Odom is working on the new CCNA book uh, for the CCNA. And uh, I think it's going to be released in September or November of this year. So you'll have that ready to go and be able to see what it's going to be like. But again, even if you don't have that curriculum just yet, we know that it's going to be 60, 60 to 70% the same overlap, right? So you, you'll you'll know everything you are learning now in your CCNA will still apply. Like you'll you'll only benefit from that, and then you'll have to attack on some wireless and security and some automation stuff. But you can go look at the blueprint, the exam topics, and go pull information from other sources. Like there's there's information out there about that, right? So you don't always have to wait for official uh, training materials. They're great, and you should use them, but you don't always need them, especially if they're not available right now. Uh, but again, with that being said, you should definitely get your CCNA right now, even before all this happens. Like, Get your CCNA. You should be studying right now. <laughs> now, another question I had was about um, recertification. So let's say you've got the new CCNA, and you want to recertify it. It's about to expire. How do you renew that? Uh, I mean, the same methods as a before you can go and take that exam again that's still available but they have also what's called continuing education credits which was uh, has always been a thing or has been a thing for a while for the CCIE guys um, they didn't always have to take the same CCIE exam they could go and take other classes well now you can do that with the CCNA um, you can go to Cisco Live uh, go to certain courses you can write exam questions you can do all these like other activities and earn points or credits to recertify your CCNA and once you receive a certain number of credits Boom, recertified. So you don't have to go take the same exam. You can do it with other things. You can add more knowledge to yourself by doing by, by participating in the community, writing exam questions, which is so cool, by the way, and um, going to Cisco Live. And my last question before I let the interviews go on, and you can binge watch that after, uh, is from William Murray. And he asked the same question to Keith Barker in one of his live streams. I didn't hear the answer, so I might just be saying the same thing. Uh, but it's about CCMPs, and if... With this new change, clearly, since we're removing all the other CCNA tracks, it probably will result in a lot more CCMP certified individuals, especially with the exam or the certification on requiring two um, 
exams. So it, the barrier to entry is not as big as it was before. So will the market be saturated with CCMPs? Will the value of the CCMP drop? Will the value of the CCNA drop with all of these newly certified individuals? When I was asking the Cisco guys, um, Yusuf and Joe and Anna and Greg about this stuff, um, they do expect more people to be certified. They do expect more CCNA people. They do expect a large number of uh, newly certified CCMP people. Um, but will it devalue it? I don't think so. I think what Cisco's doing with this new stuff is that they're addressing needs in the market that have not been met yet. Like, we're struggling. Um, all these companies, like, the way they decided these certifications and all these changes is they spent a couple of years just talking with companies, big companies, small companies, medium-sized companies, and saying, what do you need? Every company pretty much said they have a huge skills gap. They get people coming in. They, they are knowledgeable, but the certifications don't reflect what they need right now. So that's what the certifications address. So I think with all these new concentrations and specializations and CCMPs, I think it's going to finally start addressing the need. You see, we're not going to see network engineers start to decrease. I mean, automation does make things easier for us, and maybe uh, what took three engineers will take one engineer. But I don't think we're going to see a, 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 lo a loss in demand a drop in demand for network engineers. I think we are evolving and we're finally going to start meeting the need the market has, the need businesses have. So I'm not scared. And that, that might kind of sound like the party line, right? Like <laughs> the straight from the horse's mouth Cisco stuff. They, they want you to believe that um, everything's going to be okay and they want to tuck you in and make you not scared. Uh, but I believe this one, like it makes sense. Network engineers aren't going anywhere. Um, and as you can see from the certification track, we're definitely evolving. We're changing. Our skill sets are becoming more geared towards software engineering, right? Not completely just yet, but we're getting there. Um, and, this, and it's not jumping off a cliff. We're taking one step at a time, right? It's not scary. It's fun. If you embrace the change, you'll win. If you don't, you'll get left behind. Simple as that. But it's always been that case. It's always been that with technology. It's always been that with certifications. It's always been that with IT. So... If you're new here, don't get scared. And if you've been here for a while, you'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to close out with this before the interviews play. I know I've been talking for a long time now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's a lot to talk about, and I thought it'd be 5-10 minutes, but man, there's just a lot of stuff. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and if you want to be notified when I release videos, hit that bell icon as well. But again, I want to encourage you, if you are working on your CCNA or even thinking about starting your CCNA, right now is the time. It's the perfect time. You get eight months. And at the time of this video, that equates to 246 days or 35 weeks or 5,904 hours. You can do anything with that time. You can do this. So please let me know below if you're going to go for this. I want to know. We want to help you. You need to help other people. People are going to help you. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, guys, that's about it. Thanks for watching. Continue on to watch those interviews, and I will catch you guys later. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'm Network Chuck, David Bomble. Hey, everyone. Uh, we've got Yusuf and Joe. Howdy. We've been talking about certifications. Um, kind of a big deal. Cisco certifications have been drastically changed, and we're here to kind of clear things up. Maybe some of the confusion, maybe some of the fears, but it's going to be awesome. So we're going to dive deeper into the CCNA this time around. Why a change? What's going on? And what's different? So, guys... Yeah. What can you tell us? So there is now a new CCNA. It's a brand new exam. It's not a converged CCNA or a unified CCNA. It is a brand new product, a new CCNA exam. 
what we did was we went out to the industry, to the people who are hiring associate level engineers, um, to some of our CCIE advisory council, and we said, what are you looking for in this type of, of individual, in this type of associate or junior entry-level engineer? And they said they want someone who is more familiar with modern networking concepts, someone who is seen or, or, or is familiar with concepts in a broader range across the network. That means the routing and the switching, sure. Also means some virtualization in the data center, wireless in terms of, of getting on the uh, network, security. Security's got to be paramount these days. And automation, programmability, that they're familiar with some of those concepts and it's not just conceptual, that there are things they can do. So that entry level, that associate engineer can come into an organization, into a network environment, and they aren't scared by topics. They can hear the word Ansible as an example and kind of know what you're talking about. And they can also pivot and do what's needed in the right area. And then they can gain that experience and then look to further their career through some of our other certifications as they develop in that experience. Yeah, and, and I like how Joe said because uh, people today when they start their career or, or maybe they have one or two years experience, they were really <clears throat> struggling in how they want to kind of you know progress in the career. Maybe they want to do something else and there was no choice or flexibility. Mm -hmm. So with this change, what we have done is created that one single program and that way it is the foundation and then you branch off at the professional level. Right. But then what was different is that the current CCNA program, there were flavors and all those flavors are going away. So we have today 10 CCNAs, if you didn't know, 10 different flavors. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I mean, imagine, so when you're starting your career, you can say, well, I want to be CCNA security fine you know today that was the need of the day and what in the last couple of years that was how the expectation was in the industry but like joe said we did this research and we did all this profiling and found out that well there is more value if we did it this other way which is creating that one single product and then allowing people to set their foot in the door and start with the career and branch out at the professional level right so i just want to reiterate if people are not sure about it there's only a single CCNA now. Correct. Just yeah. the one guy. No, no cal collaboration. No security. Just CCNA. And it's not even called routing and switching. It's just the CCNA. CCNA. Yeah. The CCNA. There is also an associate level in the DevNet. So the CCNA is for the network engineer role. The people who are going to be doing network engineering. And we're saying because we're putting software and programmability uh, fundamentals in the CCNA that the network engineer needs to know some of that. But at the within the software developer realm in DevNet, they also have a single associate level exam, the Cisco Certified DevNet Associate, for those who are more in the software development track. If you look at, at the CCNA, it's 80% networking, 20% on the on the software, the automation side, and it's invert, inverted in the DevNet world where they have a rooting because we're a networking company. They're grounded in the network fundamentals, and then they have 80% on that automation programmability oh, side. Oh, wow. Okay. But one thing I want to add here is... Um, uh, there is a fear, right? Because when we make uh, the change and announcement, people were like, oh, okay, w what does it mean to me? Mm -hmm. There are lots of people who are in the journey, maybe because currently today, CCNA, we have the 10 flavors, but each CCNA has two exams. Some people are halfway through. They have not completed the journey. So my um, suggestion is that please 
complete, complete your journey. journey. Because if you have not completed the journey, you're halfway through, you will not get as much value and benefit out in the migration that we are going to cut over in February 2020. You, you will not get the new CCNA. The new CCNA will be given if you're already CCNA certified in the current realm, mm -hmm. in the 10 certification. The other thing is some guy in the morning, I was in a session and he asked, well, then why would I even bother, right? I might as well take the new CCNA. I'll just suspend everything and I'll, I'll not do anything. I've now. heard that a lot. Yeah. 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 My point to him is knowledge is knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. If you are currently pursuing, let's say, for example, CCNA security, you have taken your first exam and, and uh, now you're working towards your second. Please, you know, complete the journey. What did you get out of this in, in this process? You got the knowledge. The knowledge is for yours to keep. Yeah. This will always help you in your next thing, whatever that next thing is. You're not going to lose that knowledge. At some point, you may want to pursue CCNP security and that knowledge will also come in handy because that will be the foundation that you will need to pursue CCNP security, yep. even in the new program that we have. And we're not going to strip any of your, um, we're going to reward you for your accomplishments. So that individual who might be going for a CCNP security, he completes that second exam on migration. He gets the new CCNA and he'll get a badge that says you have the experience from the security CCNA that you already took. So it's not about losing. Sure, you still have the knowledge. We'll still give you credential to be able to say you, you, you achieve that great accomplishment now, of what, CCNA security. What's the weighting of between that badge you receive and then mm -hmm. a specialization you would receive if you went for the CCNP track? So there's really... It, it, Waiting is probably the the wrong. Uh, I, there's no real wait. So the, the the specializations or specialist badges at the professional level, they're at the level of that 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 professional. Okay. So the the associate uh, engineer would have the the that broad skill with with some um, uh, practical experience as well. But then as they continue to learn, as they continue to grow and do things and see how how things work and and start to figure out where they want to gravitate. That's where those CCMP concentrations come in because that will take them very deep in specific areas um, within uh, various technology tracks. Now, uh, just one more question on that. Could you go and get those badges individually after the change? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. So if I go, if I go and I do, uh, I do a, a a CCNA security today, and I migrate, and I get the new CCNA, and I get this level two hundred badge. Um, as well as part of migration, those badges reflect the training that's associated to what they had to know to get CCNA security. Those training classes we're going to have available at the 100, the 200, the 300, the 400 level, they'll be able to go, and when they complete those classes, they will get um, badges for completing that training as well. I was exactly going to say yeah. that, that the exams or the certification are going away, not the training. Not the training, not the knowledge. After February 2020, there will be those foundational skills because even when we uh, when we see that in the future you are moving towards your CCNP collaboration or CCNP data center, we still expect, we have an assumption that we still expect you guys to have some foundational knowledge and you have that training programs available from Cisco and we have this, and I think we need to clarify that, that Today we have this certification badges, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's aware CCNA logo, CCNP logo, CCA logo. We are now introducing a new breed of badges yes. called training badges. 
we have not released that yet in this announcement this is the information that will come later but we can share right now that there will be training badges mm-hmm. and that's what the association what joe was saying that if you are a ccna security today and on february when we cut over what will you get three things one you will keep your old ccna security until it, it organically expires. expires organically meaning let's take an example <clears throat> I did my CCNA security in November 2019. I passed, I have the badge, happy. In February 2020, the migration happens, the cutover happens. At that point, I am still going to be keeping my CCNA security because CCNA security was valid for three years. Mm -hmm. So which means I passed in November 2019, which means I will be able to keep that until uh, November 2022. Uh, okay. So I keep that until it organically in November 22 it expires. You're not taking away from we, no. uh, certification, right. the, the magic of certification is once you achieve something, you keep it yeah. until it expires. Yeah. Now the point is, are we allowing it are we allowing you to continue recertify that? No, because it's a it's a program that has been retired end of life so you can no longer recertify that is where the second uh, part comes in that since the ccna security is retired how will i retain my ccna title so we are going on february 2020 we are going to give you the new ccna badge the new ccna Mm -hmm. certification badge that on november 2022 i will be able to recertify and extend another three years right so that's the second badge and the third thing you will get is that training badge that Joe was referring to for security mm-hmm. so that I can demonstrate in social that media. Expire. That doesn't expire. That that Those are the details to be flushed out. Those are the things we are still working out, the details, and you will get more information. Right. But that's the good news that you will get something out yep. of it. So earlier we were saying that if you are in the journey, don't quit. There is more value for you down the road if you complete the journey. In other words, if I'm doing like routing and switching, and I've just done my ICND one. Mm-hmm. It, should I go and do ICND two? Yes. Or yes. should I wait? Yes. No, that's the same example in yes. security, exactly right? Yeah. Exactly. That if you hadn't done that, you will literally lose a lot, yes. then yeah. gain yeah. a lot. So on February cutover, had you finished ICND two, you will not only be able to keep your CCNA route switched until wherever it expires, yeah. we'll give you the new CCNA. Plus, we will give you a, a, a routing and switching training, training badge. badge. I, I love that because you just flipped the fear we've heard in our comments around. Yeah. People are like, well, dang it. I just got my ICND one. What am I going to do now? But now it's like, hey, you've got, other eight, months. Yeah, you got yeah. eight months to drastically change this for you. Yeah. It's a huge value. You get three things. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's a real incentive to finish now. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't do ICND2 and you've just done ICND1, you, you don't really gain much. But it's if you complete your CCNA journey before actually, the change, you get a whole bunch. Actually, if I may, in February, what happens to a person who's ICND-1? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. Nothing. Ooh. You, I mean, you you will get your uh, C-Cent okay. for ICND-1, right? right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what you keep because you earned it until when? Yeah, until the natural ex- expires. It's natural expires. And yeah. then what happens? Okay. Nothing. Now you have to take the new the CCNA whole new exam. thing again. Yeah. Uh, but had you completed your CCNA journey today, you had all that value that we talked about. So in other words, yeah. you should 
the yes. big the big takeaway is you must try and finish your CCNA before. We you strongly encourage strongly you to whichever CCNA yes. part you are in out of those ten CCNAs, please please finish it. You will get much more value out yep. of it in February. Interesting. That's a very okay. and, and the other thing, Yusuf, you're mentioning about uh, recertification. After February, you'll be able to recertify that CCNA with continuing education. Yeah, and that's the new program that mm-hmm. we are evolving. Oh, wow. So if people are aware of that, CCIE, uh, C, uh, Continuing Education Program was launched two years ago for our CCIE community. And it was testing that, you know, we wanted to see and provide another flexible option for recertification. Mm-hmm. And it was very well received by the industry, by the community, and people love it. They want to take alternative paths because what we realize is exam taking is one way to recertify, and that's still available. Mm-hmm. But alternatively, people take training. People attend Cisco Live, or there are different ways to kind of add value to your skills and, and your journey. What we are saying is while you are doing all of those things, we will give you credits. Can you explain that mm. continued learning a bit more? Yeah. So, I, um, as I, as, as you said, as I do things to, to grow more skill, I either take a, a training class, either online or an instructor-led training, or I come to Cisco Live and I attend those breakout sessions. Yeah. I just gave one today, nice packed room, people attentive, they're learning, they come up to me and say, we learned something. All these sessions, people are learning something. Yeah. They can come and they can write exam topics for us if they want. Uh, items, questions for the exam, um, and any of them that get approved, all of those things yield continuing education credits. And if you're trying to recertify your CCNA, all you needed to do is earn 30 credits within those that three-year period. Your CCNA is recertified without wow. needing to take an exam, but by developing your skills, by learning more, that by engaging more um, uh, with uh, demonstrating your expertise. And, well, and that was again, that's like the CCIE was doing, right? Yes, yes, yes exactly. Yes. And again, it's a choice. That's it's a again, choice. We, we are giving you the control, and, and if you prefer to still continue taking an exam for your recertification, you, you can, can do still that. do that, but here is an alternative. And it gives you an incentive like to come to Cisco Live, pick yeah, up new and things. Learn knowledge, right? Yeah. And it's all about upskilling. Yeah. Because what we were saying in our first episode is that we really are seeing all this technology transformation. And we want people to grow and learn and adapt these new things. But along the way, we wanted to incentivize and give them some value in yeah. their certification. Yeah. I, I love the way that you haven't, like in the past, it was like, well, I mean, to, as it is today, you've got these big mountains almost that you have to climb. And now you've given all these little steps yeah. that people can use. So, so the recertification, it, you can still do that even if your cert expires. You can get 30 credits and that was renewed. Yes. That's if cool. your cert in, in your three-year window. Yes, in your oh, three-year only window. Within the, so if it expires right. after three years, if, then you, you lost If it's it. expired, yes, you have to go back and take it. If gotcha, it's expiring, okay. um, then before that expire, expire event happens, you take it and you, you, um, you get another three years. Okay, that's, that's really cool. Um, I do have one more question. I'm going to go back to this, the, the uh, CCNA. So um, I know you get a ton of value if you get your CCNA now. Mm-hmm. But what if you already have one and you're going for another CCNA? The value, obviously, is you'll get that, that little badge, but is that the only value you'll get from that? Well, you'll, as you have said, you'll get the knowledge from studying, yeah, the, the from knowledge. preparing yeah, for that yeah. CCNA. Um, so absolutely, you could still do that now. You will get the badge, you'll get everything that you've talked about, you retain uh, your credential and you'll get the new CCNA. Um, and you are one step closer now to working towards your CCNP. Very true. Right? I mean, because yeah, well, you said this baseline knowledge that you need at CCNP. You still need that. Yeah, you it still it need is that not knowledge. disappeared. Yeah. It's just how you are 
packaging it together, right? Today it's packaged in a different way. In February 2020, it will package different way. You still need to learn all those things. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you, if you if you want to, because you don't have to do CCNA to get CCMP, you, you could jump straight in, but it's assumed that you've got knowledge. Correct. So these learning um, training, what did you call them? Sorry, training, training badges. badges. Training badges are basically helping you get the entry knowledge for the next level. They're, they're demonstrating that you have that knowledge, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. It is. That, it I is. Mean, you know what? You know what's really nice about this, Chuck. And thanks to both of you. You, you know, Pete, there's all this. Well, I would say fear. We had a lot of comments of people. I mean, worried yeah, about hundreds of comments going. Oh my gosh, I'm scared of this. And yeah. Th- thanks so much for our like, pleasure. You yeah. Know, explaining that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having and, us. And w- the the what I see is the outcome is we're going to have a lot more CCMP certified individuals because of this. We hope a lot mm-hmm. more CCNAs. We hope people see relevancy not just in getting it but in keeping it as well as more NPs. We we get people really using the certification to track their journey as they as they grow in experience and expertise. And we expect new community to right. join in because we've also realized that we have this this uh, set amount of uh, target audience, right? So call it uh, 2 million, 3 million, 5 million, but why not 10 million, 20 million, right? So by doing this simplicity, that was another mantra. Simplify it at the beginning. Don't make it hard. Keep yep. it simple network foundation get people into the it industry so if you're whichever industry you're in start your career in it start your career in networking do your ccna and then you open your horizon and and go wherever you want to go mm-hmm. so joe yosef what about the devnet associate i think is what it's called we spoke we've spoken very heavily about like ccna but what about the DevNet Associate. Can you explain? Uh, sure. The Cisco Certified DevNet Associate is, again, a single exam. It's There's a single DevNet Associate, and it is about um, providing the, the software developers who are going to be developing applications on top of the network uh, to our platforms to give them the foundational skills they need there and test them on those foundational skills. So there's a section on uh, network fundamentals, on making sure that they understand uh, what devices do in the network, how the network operates. Uh, IP connectivity is an also example. So you can finally make sure those programmers know what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, want to, you want to make sure that they understand what an IP address is, a subnet yeah. is, those concepts, so that as they're building applications, these, these aren't foreign to them. And then it goes into things like test-driven automation, working with uh, revision control systems like Git, Python uh, programming, talking about some of the APIs our platforms expose, RESTful APIs, NetConf, RESTConf, um, working across the technology um, spectrum so that they come out of that test knowing, okay, I understand what Cisco's about, what their platforms offer, I understand a little bit about this networking, and I can make better use of the APIs that Cisco gives to me as an application developer. And the way I would uh, supplement that is, we now have two parallel portfolios. Mm-hmm. The infrastructure engineer, so everything that we guys used to be known for, which yeah. is networking, and then the software developer and the application developers, which is the new uh, stream of certification. The, the beauty is they go parallel. They go both hand in hand. And there is a kind of a good marriage in between. So like Joe mentioned, that in the CCNA, Primarily, 80% focus is on the network, the IP fundamental, wireless, wired, routing, uh, security, security, automation, network access, and all that. But we also have that 20% uh, flavor of automation and programmability Mm -hmm. because we want to introduce the concepts of it to, to who? To the network guy. 
to the network engineer. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, as we said, we have the software community and they are building application on top of the network. So yes, 80% of what they will be tested on is all on the uh, automation aspect of it, but then we also want them to know the basic fundamentals of networking. So that 80-20 flips, like Joe said mm-hmm. earlier. I love that. It's and these to blend. Two, We're starting yeah. to slowly meet, slowly in, the meet in the middle. Yeah, that's right. There could be people who want to do both, which is also fine. So there are people who are in this side of the world and there are people in this side of the world or somewhere in the middle. I wanted to ask, if I'm on the CCNA track, do I need to learn Python or is that like on the developer track? So you don't need to learn Python for CCNA. You need to be uh, familiar with things like um, uh, JSON encoded data, configuration management, and the value there in tools like Ansible, Puppet, and Chef. You need to be aware of what is the impact of automation, the value there, and all, as well as the impact of, of automation on the network, and understand the paradigms of, say, a controller-driven network versus something that's been more traditional. However, on the DevNet side, absolutely. Python is one of the generally assumed languages that, that we went with to say, this is what you're, you're going to need to know or have some familiarity with. But if you generally know one, like I didn't know Python, I was more of a Perl guy, I learned some Java, uh, Tickle actually, um, and I picked up Python. So if you know one language as a, as a software developer, Python, you'll, you'll be able to pick that up. And we have a lot of training. Uh, we're going to be rolling out more training starting this month. DevNet, uh, which is upstairs here at Cisco Live, uh, they have their labs, they have their labs online, so there will be a lot of help in getting both the network engineer and the software developer up to speed uh, with our APIs, our platforms, and, and scripting and programming in general. Yeah, I, I, well, real quick, I, I love w- the, the way the CCNA works now with the 20% automation because mm-hmm. you're, what you said before, that people are scared to jump into it. That gives them just enough confidence to go, okay, yeah. I can see how a network can be automated sure. and they can go and learn something. Yeah. Now, I want to ask this real quick, too. If they wanted to go deeper, mm-hmm. would you recommend going to the DevN Associate, or would you recommend them going up to the CCMP-based automation? It really depends on what they're uh, what they're wanting to get out of it. So the DevNet Associate really targets that software developer, the person who's going to be doing the application development on the network, and that may be what you're going to do. But if you're still that infrastructure network engineer who is, I'm not writing applications as much as I'm scripting, I'm wanting to... this is the last time I typed this manually in 10 devices. I am going to automate this. I'm going to scream. Um, Then you could go and look at the uh, concentration we have in your technology space for uh, automating and programmability and take that which which will give you both the the a crossover of the uh, software developer and the network engineer uh, and, and, and give you that the, the skill the confidence you need to be able to do that and you can jump right to it without getting your whole CCMP exactly, exactly. Covered a lot of bases so, I mean yeah. it's like network automation concentration a little bit in the CCNA yeah oh yeah full DevNet. so guys that's the lowdown on the new CCNA which is actually a completely different certification it's the CCNA no writing switching none of that stuff it's just CCNA, and it's the stepping tone. Uh, it's the <laughs> it's the stepping stone into going deeper into the infrastructure from collaboration to wireless security at the MP level. A ton of flexibility, a ton don't of change. Be, don't be but don't be scared. But don't be scared. And I, think, and, the, and I think the big takeaway here was that if you're working on it now, finish it now. You've got eight months. Go. So if, if, if you're working on it. Let us know your date. Go schedule that exam. You want to get that done before February, and you get a ton of value from it. Which, gosh, I mean, th- this is really cool. So go for it. Well, thanks, Yusef. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. And um, that's about it, guys. If you want to learn more about all of this, look at the links below. Uh, it was uh, cisco.com forward slash next level. Next level, one word. 
awesome. So forward slash next level cisco.com. Find out more stuff. Thanks, guys. Thank you.